<laughs> I have to wait for you because you have to go first. Maybe you should go first. Um, you're going to change it now um, after all this? You are now listening to Babes in Ballland. What's up, guys? It's Babes in Ballland, and we are back for another week. And I'm Amanda. I'm Jesse. I just kind of want to, since we were talking about this last week about the Dallas Cowboys and Zeke and Dak, I just kind of want to get right into it because there was the dinner, not a party. It was and not a party. Last week, we kind of talked about Dak Prescott's contractual issues and about how we thought if the team was a Dak team or a Zeke team. And then this week we found out that Ezekiel Elliott tested positive. And not only did Ezekiel Elliott test positive, because that was like the big update, but then when you read into it, several players tested positive. A few Houston Texan players have tested positive. And my favorite quote from the article that I was reading about the test is it's not clear how players contracted virus. (laughs) I mean, I don't want to say it was like the party, but who knows? Um, Yeah, I think the part that bothers me about the update is, yes, they did throw Zeke out there that he was positive, which I know he was mad about because he was tweeting about it, and he said that his agent didn't break the story to the media, His agent only confirmed it, so I know he was pretty grumpy about it, but I don't like when they just say several players. HIPAA violations. Well, yeah. How how did we get – how is Zeke's name not protected, but then it's like – and other players. Oh, and by the way, other players on another team as well. So I'm like, I don't – I guess I don't understand the HIPAA rules because, yeah, Zeke was pissed. And then they said that Zeke has been working out with Dak. So I know there's probably going to be more positive tests. Like, I don't think there's a way to prevent that. But it it is concerning that there's already positive tests. It's concerning for the fact that we're not even – we don't even have plans together. We have potential plans. And – there's the resurgence and I hate to be like a Debbie Downer, but I just don't even know how, how are we going to have sports at all? I think I saw, now this was while I was at work (laughs) that I was watching sports center. So it didn't have my full attention, but I'm pretty sure I saw that Ohio state is making their football players, parents sign waivers for them to play. And I'm like, at what point would we consider it not safe to play if we're having to sign waivers, you know? And I want sports back as much as anybody. But I feel like this maybe last week of updates have not been great updates. I felt so much more confident last week and this week I'm back to there's no sports. Yeah. yeah. It's not going to happen. So, Zeke, hot or not, I mean, it's not. But why do they have to say several players? Why can't you just throw it out there? Eight players or whatever. And they always just several say. Several four plus, okay? I need a number. And they always just say, and they're feeling good. And I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I guess that makes it my turn, huh? Yes, ma'am. This is just a pretty simple one while we're talking about football. Bryce Harper, did you see his tweet where he was like, what's what's good, Eagles? Like, maybe he's going to go play football? I do have that down for one of my further ones on the MLB debacles. Bryce Harper tweets, what's good, Eagles? After they said we're not going to 
we're not 100 on baseball. Even though last week we were we were having baseball, girl. Yeah, they said 100% we're going to get a deal done. And now he's not 100%. No. And even yeah. when the players were like, yeah, whatever, tell us when and where, the league still hasn't made a proposal after that. Has someone told Bryce Harper, if you take your helmet off on the field, you have to leave the field? I feel like because because you can celebrate now in the oh, NFL, no. <laughs> do you think like we'll get a new version of the hair flip? Like an animated version? Like, I don't feel like that's not worth looking into. Are they going to have to do social distancing celebrations? <laughs> Oh d- dang! <laughs> I'm not trying so to weird. poke fun. I'm not trying to poke fun, but at the same time, I'm like, so now what? Yeah, what are the rules? More, just like general complaints. I saw that NASCAR peaked at 2.92 million viewers, and I'm like, so we get NASCAR and UFC only? <laughs> That's all we're gonna get this summer? Pretty much, and, yeah. And some golf, yeah. Oh, and I think, um, oh, I can't think of it. Oh, the U.S. Open tennis. It's on. I saw on a list of, like, one being the most safe social activities to do up to nine being the least safe. And, and like, the number one safest sport was tennis, and then number nine was sports stadiums. And I'm like, okay, I see where we're going here. Yeah. But, <laughs> yeah. But of anything that I could have chose to participate in this summer, NASCAR and UFC are my choices and I'm just still sad. Um yeah, I haven't checked out any of that. I've become a plant mom instead and I guess I'm just waiting mostly for baseball to get it together. But I can't get on board with with NASCAR and UFC. If I had to choose, I think I would choose NASCAR. Hot take, I would have to choose NASCAR. But only because they were like, this week they were like, oh, well, we're having sports. Like, we're currently in races. And so we're going to give you everything we have to do to keep doing this. And so all of a sudden there's no Confederate flags, there's pride flags. There's going to be, they're like, we can get it together. Just let us keep racing. So I guess, and I don't really like UFC. That's another unpopular opinion. It makes me anxious. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm too sensitive for that. I do have one NASCAR story and it's not like, about a real race, but somehow I was gifted a NASCAR video game when I was younger, and I just used to drive around the track backwards and hit Jeff Gordon, because what else do you do? (laughs) Yeah! (laughs) And that's pretty much the only thing that I know about NASCAR. So, do you want to watch NASCAR on Sundays? (laughs) (laughs) No. We can do literally anything else. (laughs) I can't. Like, the sound of it, like, what do you... They're just driving in a circle. I don't get it. I don't get I it. Get, I think you're waiting for a wreck. Maybe. I mean, my cousins from Wyoming, they'd be watching some NASCAR, but I don't know. I don't get it. Maybe that'll be our homework next week. We'll pick a driver. <laughs> oh, oh, God. Um, <laughs> remember the last time I had to pick, pick a golfer? Yeah, you, picked Dusty. you picked Dusty. <laughs> yeah. Fresh off some cocaine. Bonnie said he just did, he just got busted for a little cocaine. It's probably fine. I wondered why she was smirking. Now now I know. Is it? I don't even know whose turn it is. It's your turn. I got off on a tangent. Because NASCAR and UFC is not hot. <laughs> oh, okay, yes. So I'm just going to get this one out of there because it did take up a pretty large portion of my day. Um, yesterday, Monday, Oklahoma State head coach Mike Gundy, I think it surfaced a picture of him in an OAN t-shirt, and he was at Lake Texoma fishing with his sons, and 
then Chuba Hubbard tweeted about it because he was offended. And what he tweeted was, I will not stand for this. This is completely insensitive to everything going on in society, and it's unacceptable. I will not be doing anything with Oklahoma State until things change. So that was pretty hard to see yesterday. Um, it was, was kind That's the hardest part. Yes. And then after that, you had Justice Hill on Twitter who also made a comment. So that's two out of two players that, like, I've seen say anything about it, and they're saying pretty much the same thing. Justice Hill said, OSU athletics and university need major change. And when someone questioned him about why this was all just over a T-shirt, he said, you don't see everyday things. So that was pretty alarming to me. I will say that they did put out the apology video rather quickly. I think it was maybe a couple hours afterwards. But even the apology video was unsettling to me. Did even, you get a chance to watch that? Yes, and I noticed right away on um, first take, the moderator was like, I'm just the moderator, but that body language was awful coming from Chuba Hubbard. It really was. Um, first thing I noticed was Chuba. He was standing there with his arms crossed. So maybe he was just uncomfortable or he didn't want to be there or he was still mad. But to me, I mean, he didn't look comfortable at all. And then I don't even think Gundy actually said that he was sorry. Take two. Um, yeah. Um, he did say he was looking forward to making some changes, and it starts at the top with him and good days are ahead. But he never actually said he was sorry or, you know, he understood why that was offensive or any of that. But Chuba did apologize for posting it on Twitter. So that kind of upset me, too, because we only got one apology. And it was from the player, not the coach. And all Chiba said was he wished that he would have just went to him and said something instead of posting about it. And that's fair. Um, it is It is fair. That's your coach. Like, yeah. you, might, you might have could have tried to go to him and yeah. express your concerns. So because... they did say on first take that they don't care that he put it on Twitter, like, if that's what you need to do to get it out there, you know, that's up to you. But it was probably harsh for Gundy to find out that way that it was on social media. So I don't know. Um, the apology video was pretty unsettling to me. Also, I don't know who the mouth breather was that was recording the video. Did <laughs> you hear them breathing in the background? Yeah, it was, it was pretty awful. Rough. And then after the video... Chuba tweeted again, don't get it twisted, foot still on the gas, results are coming, it's not over. So, I don't know. The first take stuff was super hard to watch. Um, what's his name? Paul? Finnenbaum? Yeah. Um, I just made that pronunciation up. It's something, it's something like that. And he pretty much just put it out there that Gundy keeps embarrassing OSU and why hasn't he been fired and why is he still there? And the only meaningful thing he's contributed contributed in 15 years was the I am a man, I'm 40 speech. Uh, oh, ouch. And then he went on to how he's not a great coach and he's two and three, I'm sorry, two and 13 versus rival Oklahoma and that one hurt a lot. That, like, really sunk it in. So, I don't know. They had some pretty harsh things to say about Gundy. I think he even said he continues to embarrass the school every time he opens his mouth. And this is not the first incident this summer that we've had. I always feel like I've tried to stay in Gundy's corner as far as, like, I always felt like he I had a good too. relationship with his students. I felt like he tried to back them up when the media would try to 
play games with them a little bit. Like that's where that speech came from. And I felt like he always tried to really develop players. Um, but it has gotten a little bit difficult. I think that with just the way things are right now, he needs to maybe be a little more in touch considering the fact that there is a lot going on. I just think that maybe he needs to take a step back and kind of look outside the box a little bit. Um, Cause these are kids and not only do they not know if they're even going to get to play this season. Now there's a lot of pressure. There's a lot of social unrest. And I think that hopefully this would be a way to open dialogue instead of close it. I'd like to see positive things come out of this instead of, because it was it was a rough week for OSU. We're not even yeah. talking about um, the NCAA violations for basketball. They have a postseason yeah. twenty twenty one season or postseason ban for the twenty twenty one season. And in my head, I'm like, well, what season? <laughs> but they also have three scholarship losses with that. And you guys just had a really rough week, and that makes me sad because I just want sports. Is that selfish? <laughs> Yeah, and, and I the article, like the, the deeper we get into all of this, plus COVID, the more disheartened I become that sports is going to be the same ever again, like as we knew and loved it. Yeah, and I'm not even saying that Gundy can't support that. Like, obviously, he can have his own opinions and believe in whatever he wants to believe in. But I was reading an article in The Oklahoman, and it said Mike Gundy is the CEO of Cowboy Football. With that comes certain responsibilities and responsibilities that never stop, not even when he goes to the lake with his sons. And I feel like that's very, very truthful. I mean, I'm sure he didn't mean anything by it, but I just feel like with everything that is going on right now, you have to be a little bit more socially aware than that. It's just the same thing as him coming out and being like, we need to play. We've got to make this money. And I'm like, the timing, sir. Yeah. Yeah. Sir, the timing. Yeah. And, of course, he was previously on record stating why he liked that news channel. So it's already down that he likes it and like like I said to each their own but I just think it was a pretty big misstep in my opinion I think that's a fair way to describe it and he did apologize today on Tuesday and he said once I learned how the network felt about Black Lives Matter I was disgusted and knew it was completely unacceptable and I don't know things are just kind of adding up we had a Chinese virus thing the we need to play for money thing and now this and that's the only part that makes me mad I'm like don't act like you didn't know I mean for those of you that don't know the OAN is very pro far right yes they pretty much admonish anything that Black Lives Matter is doing They also tote a lot of conspiracy theories and push a lot of rhetoric that, to me, further divides the country. But that's a different, that's a different hot or not. And they just ripped Gundy apart on first take this morning. Oh, I'm sure. About how if he's saying that OAN, they just report the news, no left, no right. If mm-hmm. that's his take on what OAN is, I mean, I don't even know what to say. So they just absolutely ripped him to shreds, and I don't know. I'm I'm not going to say it was fully deserved. I would like to think there was some point where he just wasn't thinking it through, but I think that's a lot of what the issue is as well. So, Yeah. It was not a happy update for me, but hopefully we can move forward. It was a rough week to be a poke. 
I was mostly mad. Like, don't get it twisted. I was frustrated when I saw it. But then when I saw the apology video, I'm like, if you look at Chuba for two seconds, you can see that he is not comfortable. And I feel like he posted it on Twitter. They went and got him and they were like, we have to fix this. And that's just me reading into it. But I don't like it. The video made it worse for me. Yeah. I mean, this is not new for us either. Apology videos just making it worse. Yeah. And I feel I do feel bad that Chuba said he was sorry for an aspect of the interaction and that his coach couldn't. And he's a child. (laughs) He's a child. And he was like, I'm sorry for my part in this. You know? Yeah. I feel like that he could have met him in the middle a little bit better. Apologies start with an I'm sorry and then end with you explaining what for. And I don't feel like he ever did that. Right. Or just even saying, I can imagine how that would make you feel given everything that has been going on. And, you know, I want to apologize for, you know, this is not an I'm sorry tutorial. We're going to move on. (laughs) I feel like sometimes people need them, but yeah, it was all pretty unsettled, unsettling to me. And it was not easy to watch that first take episode. The and I thought that, apology. Yeah, and I thought that Stephen A was rather kind. Like I thought he was going to lay into him more than what he did. Mhm. But yeah, not a good week for Oklahoma State. So, moving on, I have a hot take from Instagram for you. <laughs> okay. The quote is And this is just from a little page that I follow called Cardinals Network. And it says, if people can protest in large groups, then fans should be allowed to attend games. Hmm. I see the logic there. I can see both sides. Yes. Um, Do I think people should be able to make their own decisions? I mean, yes. Yes. Also, though, the more people go, I would think the more positive tests, the more positive tests, the whole thing could get shut down. The less sports. Yeah. So, me, I'm going to stay at home because I want to watch sports. But, I mean, to each their own. I'm not going to say they're wrong. But I just want to sit at my house and watch sports. Like, I'm not even going to try and get greedy and go to a game. I just want it on TV. Agreed. Final take, is it hot or not? Nah. Um, It's not, like, outrageously not hot, but I'm leaning not hot. It's apples to oranges. I don't feel like you can compare the two. It's like the LeBron James-Michael Jordan argument. It's apples to oranges. We're not talking about the same things. I'm going to go ahead and just throw this next hot or not out there because we got to get these rough ones out of the way. Like, I can't have them just looming over my head. Last Saturday morning, I was just minding my own business. I had the weekend off of work, and I get an update that says, New York Yankees, sign stealing case opened. (laughs) And for a minute, I was like, shut it down. 2020 has to go. I can't tolerate this anymore. Like, I don't know what I did to deserve that. And then after like all morning of being pretty frantic, because if you guys remember, the Yankees minor league team, they were going to hand out trash cans, okay, on promotion night. The amount of trash talking was... exponential and I was living for it but at the time I said if it ever comes out that any more happened than what was already reported I'm going to be very very angry so what happened was in 2017 several teams were using the replay room to signal a player on second base I believe about what pitch was coming 
And in 2017, that's when the league sent out that that was officially illegal. Hey, it's Editing Jesse, a Yankees fan, just steady out here hating on the Red Sox. I meant to say the Astros. Just like blew that out of the water. So, yeah, it was a little outrageous to me to hear that. Very hurtful. Um, it was all related to a lawsuit over, or I think against Major League Baseball, the Red Sox, and the Astros for the sign-stealing scandals. And the people that were suing the league were arguing that Manfred's letter to the Yankees would reveal more serious sign-stealing schemes than what was initially reported. So they were wanting them to look into that more. Well, then the judge said, the letter doesn't do that. Go ahead and open it. But the way it was all worded, I just feel like I deserved better than that on a Saturday morning. They did come for you. It was, I was personal. Terrified, yes. Literally terrified. And yeah, then it just comes out that it's everything that we already knew. And it was just worded very poorly. And then, of course, I was even more mad. So yeah, that was super not hot for me. No, it's not hot. Don't. I mean, I feel like if that had come to fruition and they had found something that you would have just broke. Yeah. I'm like, don't do this to me in 2020. I feel like I've already had enough. I'm going to go ahead since we're talking about baseball and we kind of already talked about it a little bit. Um, the ES or sorry, the MLB commissioner Rob Manfred said he was not confident there's going to be a 2020 season. Um, I saw an ESPN article title that said "Short-sighted greed tearing baseball apart." And then last week, I got an update that the St. Louis Cardinals owner Bill DeWitt said that baseball isn't profitable. And I'm like, none of this is helping. Yeah, I saw that too. None of this is helping. So I think it was Monday night that Manfred was like, look, it's not 100% anymore. And then the next update I got was that Major League Baseball told the MLBPA that there would be no 2020 season until the players waived any legal, legal claims against the league. And the guy that tweeted that, Underneath it, he was like, translation, we won't play unless you waive a potential grievance. And I was, um, what was it on? Maybe Talking Baseball or maybe Talking Yanks. I can't remember. But anyways, they were talking about how if they file grievances, pretty much the owners would have to open their books because it would go to court. And then everybody would see how much money they make, which is why they want the players to waive any legal claims is pretty much how I read into it. And I just feel like that's awful. I just don't know how at this point, I know a couple weeks ago we were talking about uh, starting games July 4th and it's what day is today? We don't know what day it is. It's June 16th <laughs> and I'm like, we're not going to make it. No, we're not going to make it. We're not going to make the cut. No. And then that little update that they sent out from the MLBPA after that. I wonder if I still have that screenshot. Hold on. Okay. They said, players are disgusted that after Rob Manfred unequivocally told players and fans that there would be 100% chance of a 2020 season, he has decided to go back on his word and is now threatening to cancel the entire season. Any implication that the Players Association has somehow delayed progress on health and safety protocols is completely false. As okay. Rob has recently acknowledged, the parties are very, very close. This latest threat is just one more indication that Major League Baseball has been negotiating in bad faith since the beginning. This has always been about extracting additional pay cuts from players, and this is just another day and another bad faith tactic in their ongoing campaign. Yikes. 
Yeah, and then the players were like, okay, tell us where we're going to play, when we're going to play, how many games we're going to play. And then we've literally heard nothing else from Major League Baseball. what safety precautions you guys are taking. Yeah. So then after all of that, the last update I got was Tuesday afternoon, today, and it said six to eight owners are pretty much out on having a season. And it the article went on to say that the commissioner can implement a season with 70, 75% support from the owners, which would only require 23 votes. But that also means that eight opposed votes would be enough to prevent the season. And the article said six to eight. And in the article, it said that there were probably more owners than that that didn't want to have a season. I just don't understand how last week we were like, okay, things are tentative. We're starting to have conversations that are a little bit more positive, but things have escalated so dramatically and not in a good way over the last week that I'm back to feeling like I was six weeks ago and I'm like, shut it down. I am so completely over it. Just just shut it down. We're not having baseball. No, and that's coming from somebody that maybe missed a handful of games last season. Like, I literally watched every game, and I'm like, you know, if we just don't have a season, that's probably okay. At this point, I'm just so sad. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I just I just wish two weeks the ago. signed Garrett Cole, <laughs> okay? I just and- wish on June 1st they could have been like, you know what, we don't think we're going to be able to come to an agreement. Because now it's just getting embarrassing and messy. And, you know, the draft was this week. Sure, why not? Draft him into a league that isn't even going to play. Like, Right. I I don't know. The whole thing is so messy. And I can't decide, like, how much of it I blame Manfred for. I, I don't know. I don't know. I feel like. He can't lead a group to get to a decision, I feel. (laughs) I don't know if that's fair for me to say, but. It's also super stressful for me because I feel like it's just another aspect in where we are as a whole of division. Mm -hmm. And that's so stressful for me because it feels like everything is divided. Everyone is being forced into these little divisional boxes. And I feel like it's just one more thing that can't get worked out. Yeah. By yeah. communicating. <laughs> I don't know whose turn it is. It's yours. Hmm. Okay, this is an easy one. I don't know if you saw that picture of Nikola Jokic and his <laughs> dramatic Dramatic. God damn it. His dramatic <laughs> quarantine weight loss. What is dramatic? I don't know. It's a lot of drama, apparently. I mean, I saw the way he looks. He looks like, um, do you remember when Christian Bale had to lose all that weight for The Machinist or whatever that movie was? Yeah. Yeah. He looks. Still terrifying, just skinny terrifying. Yeah, I mean, he looked great, but also, like, did he improve his defense? Because I don't think so. (laughs) And that's the big catch for me. So, But does your defense still suck? I'm pretty sure it does. So, um, to me, like, good for you. You know, everybody should be as healthy as they're able to be. But also, like, I think it's kind of not hot. I'm not, well, I'm not going to go not hot. I'm just not impressed yet. You're saying this after the last time we played them and he ran around the court on us, but that's fine. <laughs> um, we still won, though, and Steven had a really good night. So The end. <laughs> the end. I mean, do you think it's hot then? Are it's you going to oppose me? It's fine. Lukewarm? It's lukewarm. It's dramatic? It's no, it's not dramatic. 
it's another big Ben cutting off his beard to throw footballs. It's <laughs> just do your thing. <laughs> you sound even more unimpressed than I am. <laughs> do what makes you happy, Nicola. <laughs> Okay, that makes it your turn, ma'am. So, I don't know. I don't know which one I want to do. Let's talk about basketball. Let's talk about Kyrie Irving. Basketball (laughs) has been, like, I feel like they started out strong and they were like, Hi, we have a complete schedule for when you can expect things to happen. Yeah. And July 30th to August 14th are the seeding games. We got play-in tournaments. August 17th, the playoffs begin. Um, NBA Finals, September 30th. Like, they had everything lined out. Like, they were ready to roll. And then I think that was Friday morning. And then Friday night is when that player call went down. With Kyrie and what do you think? Do you think that Ky- tell me what you think about Kyrie's opinions? Do you think they're trying to get basketball shut down too? I mean, he's basically saying we shouldn't be playing. Yeah, he is. Like, and I can read between the lines, and Kyrie doesn't want to play due to social unrest due to medical concerns due to like shuttling everybody to Orlando which I still don't think was the best place here's the thing if someone's like I don't feel safe I don't want to do this I would never want to make them do it just so I could watch it on tv so I feel that he can definitely have his opinion and I don't I wouldn't want him to not feel comfortable or safe. It's hard for me not to take my personal feelings yes. about Kyrie into that, so I have to kind of separate the two. Yes. I mean, everybody knows I'm not the biggest fan, but I would never like not want him to say what he was feeling. Yeah, I mean, I still, I mean, of course he's still entitled to his opinion, but then there's, like, the snarky part in me where I'm like, but were you going to go to the playoffs? Yeah. Um, Were you playing? (laughs) And then I do think Adam Silver has handled it very well. Um, Whenever he was talking about the NBA restart, he said that resuming the season may not be for everyone and will entail enormous sacrifice for those involved. So I think that's a very fair statement, and I don't feel like it's putting pressure on the ones that maybe don't want to go. I know not only was Kyrie's name out there that he wasn't super into it, but I think Donovan Mitchell's name for the Jazz has been thrown out there. Dwight Howard. Dwight Howard, Carmelo Anthony. So it's not just Kyrie, and there are several of them that are feeling that way. I think Kyrie is just speaking for them. Correct. So, Which is fine. I mean, I feel like there is probably a larger group that is uncomfortable. So I did like that today on Tuesday. There was an update that said any player who chooses to not participate in the restart must notify their team by June 24th. I feel like that's fair. That's more than what is it like maybe a week eight days so they have some time to kind of think about it decide what they want to do and then the ones that are going to play you know we can get all of that started so I feel like that's a very fair way to go about it I know that Stephen A. Smith said that it was not an excuse to miss work and I'm like well yeah well he, he did say that I can and see both sides. LeBron said he wants to play and that he can still inspire meaningful change to society. So Who said who said if LeBron says we're hooping, we're hooping? Patrick Beverly. Yes, Patrick Beverly. And I was like, Okay, okay, Patrick. So do your thing. 
yeah, like that was kind of upsetting for me because everybody knows I love LeBron. But then when Patrick was like, well, if LeBron's doing it, we're doing it. And, and Daddy like, says we do about him like that. Yeah. Yeah. So really my problem still with Pat Bev, but what can you do? Do you want to talk about Baker? Did you see him tweeting about kneeling? Or it may have been on Instagram in the comments or something like that. But someone had commented to him, please tell Browns fans you're not going to be kneeling this season. And oh, Baker you want to re- talk about Baker? Yeah, shake and bake. He said, pull your head out. I absolutely am. And then when they were talking about, or they asked him how he felt about his fans being upset with him for planning to kneel, and he said, if I lose fans, that's okay. I've always spoken my mind, and that's from my heart. I would like to thank you for bringing this up. Baker May is receiving the Yes Queen Award of the Week. And it was, I'm glad you had that tweet down because I only had the after, but he said, everybody is so upset about my comment, which is what Jesse just put out. Uh, Everybody's so upset about my comment does not understand the reasoning behind kneeling in the first place. Nate and Cap came to an agreement that kneeling was the most respectful way to support our military while also standing up for equality. I have the utmost respect for our military cops and people that serve our country. It's about equality and everyone being treated the same because we are all human. It's been ignored for too long, and that is my fault as well as well for not becoming more educated and staying silent. And I do see you, Baker, after saying that he was going silent for training. Mm-hmm. I appreciate you. And the thing that, to me, you can be upset about the treatment and you can be upset about police overreach and still support these institutions. The two are not mutually exclusive. Right. And that's just the language of division that still continues to frustrate me. So Baker Mayfield. Yes, Queen. Appreciate you. Do you you. think we've like moved into this era of a more mature Baker? This is two weeks in a row where, like, don't get it twisted. Most of the time, like, his heart's in the right place. Sometimes I think it just comes across a little wrong, even when he was at OU. But I feel like he's settling in very nicely. I got to be careful because anytime I say that I feel like Baker is really trying to uh, <laughs> make a move, then something else comes up, like Cheesecake Factory or. I was about you know. to say. General. You know I like to go there. You know I love to go to <laughs> Okay. <laughs> but, yes. So, I'm super glad you had that down. Because that was probably my favorite part of the week. I was like, thank you, Baker. I think I have two, two left. I'm trying to decide. Well, oh. Okay. I did not do this on purpose. I just want to put this out there, personally. My... First, hot or not, that I have left is about Kevin Durant, and the second one I have is about Russell Westbrook, and I swear I did not do that purposefully. Okay, ma'am. Well, let's I start, swear. Let's start with the bad news. So, Kevin Durant has purchased a 5% stake in an MLS team, <laughs> the Philadelphia Union whose mascot may or may not be a snake. Yeah. How do you feel about that? I think it's super hot. Own it. Um, before, when they were like, yeah, he bought into this, I was like, yeah, yeah, whatever. I really don't care. And then I saw on Bleacher Report someone had commented, and they said that the mascot was a snake. So then I had to go check it out. On my way. Oh, yeah, sure enough. The Philadelphia Union unveiled Monday, September 11, 2018, a new team mascot. Wow. Why can't I speak today? A new team mascot called Fang. Fang is a blue snake. Yes. Fang is a blue snake with a gold mohawk. No. So in 2018, they changed it to a snake. Oh, okay. 
So 2018 is the timeline, but it's Golden yes. State colors, so no big deal. Yeah. What's the problem? Yeah. It's hot, Kevin. I'll give it to you. Okay, my final one. Russell Westbrook will be the executive producer for a series about the 1921 Tulsa Race Massacre. And it's going to be titled Terror in Tulsa, The Rise and Fall of Black Wall Street. And I know a little about it, not near as much as I probably should. I know it was considered one of the nation's worst incidents of racial violence and pretty much a white mob attacked a predominantly black district of Tulsa. They looted, burned homes. So I know some, but not enough as I should. So I'm ready for Russell to educate me. Picture me. I am Meryl Streep at the award show yelling. Yes. Yes. So I mean, he has to like us a little, right? Russell loves us. The end. The end. So, yeah, I'm super excited about that. Like I said, I know some, but I should definitely know more. Yeah, I think it's going to be great. guess that leaves awards. I already did my Yes Queen, so you should do yours. So, my Yes Queen... Like I said, I really just feel like all of the updates that we've gotten within the last week to week and a half have not been super positive. So there was this moment when Garrett Cole had posted driving the Yankee Stadium and he was pitching in the bullpen. And there was this moment where I saw the stadium and I saw him pitching and I was just so excited so excited I was like yes it's here we're gonna do it and then right after that is when we got the update that the players were so mad because now Manfred's threatening pretty much to cancel the season so it was a brief yes queen but I was excited for a minute they can win me back they just have to get it together the video was hot, the sky was blue, the sun yes. was shining, the birds were singing. Yes. Garrett Cole Driving going up Yankee, Yankee Stadium. Stadium. He was pitching in the bullpen and the I was like, Oh my mood. gosh. It's everything I didn't know that I needed. And then we got all those nasty updates again. It, it's so hard out here. <laughs> yeah. It truly is. My Oh Honey Award, it's been a while, so I felt like I needed to bring it out, but when there's fans on the field, you know I'm upset, <laughs> and it's still not a good look, especially now during, you know, times of COVID. The Spanish Soccer League, or Football League, I should say, excuse me, will file charges against the fan who ran onto the field during the Barcelona match. He wasn't wearing a mask, et cetera, et cetera. The fans' reasoning for running on the field was he just wanted a photo with Lionel Messi. And I'm like, well, okay, duh. But <laughs> no fans on the field. It's not a good time. Yeah. That's your favorite for sure. Yeah. So it had been a while. So you know when I got a fan on the field update, I was triggered. <laughs> um, I was also triggered with my honey because – like I said, I was already gear level 10 about that Yankees update. And then when I found out that it was just what we had already known, I was... It was like clickbait. It really was. They played me. They crushed me for the fun of it on a Saturday morning. And then all the Astros started to react to the news. So Bregman tweeted, oh, that kid with the chili bowl cut... That's just sitting there, not smiling. I don't know. You know <laughs> that meme? Yeah. So he tweeted that. Reddick tweeted a WWE wrestler, like, putting his hand up to his ear, like, kind of listening. Um, Carlos Correa tweeted, wait, what? Which is what Judge tweeted when all of the Astros stuff came out. 
And I'm like, don't you ever mock my baby boy. That's not okay. So I'm already triggered with that. And just the whole thing. I'm like, look, what the Yankees did in 2017 is exactly what the Red Sox did. But the Red Sox did it after they were told to stop. And then the Astros were just like way beyond that. Like, there's no way you can take what the Astros did and not consider it cheating. Like, they won a national title by cheating. And you're going to comment? Like, I was so mad. I had to, like, get off Twitter because I was just sitting there getting mad. Yeah, that's definitely worthy of an oh, honey. They just were trying to start troubles where there's no troubles. I don't have a pinky power play this week. I'm looking for one. Like, I'm still searching for someone. I don't have one either. To give me some sort of a pinky power. But this week of updates has just been real. It's been a rough, rough. week. I do have a Tim Tebow, though. Me too. Do you want to go first? Sure. And it's it's kind of a cop-out, but I am trying to get excited about basketball. I am trying to get excited about a schedule. I am trying to get excited about the potential of having basketball. But once again, like after this week, like I want to be, I want to be Tim Tebow excited. But every time I get excited, like you said, Garrett Cole video equates we're probably not playing baseball this year. You know, I was happy in that moment. And then yes. they crushed me again. Yes. So when they released that basketball schedule and we went over it and I'm like, yes, I can get, I can start putting games on calendars. We can start like trying to, but everybody keeps using the phrase new normal, but I don't want a new normal. I just Same. want to be excited about sports. Yeah. And I know that sounds really selfish. I know that sounds really petty because of everything that is going on. I know that that seems really short-sighted, but a lot of the reasons that Jesse and I like sports so much is because of its ability to bring people together, and it just seems like it's become more and more divisive. Yeah, that's fair. So I guess that wasn't very exciting, but I want to be excited. Does that count? (laughs) Um, have you ever seen that Twitter account that says, I think it's like not Tom or Tom Tebow or something. <laughs> and <laughs> maybe we have a new award now. I don't know, but it's Tom Tebow and it's a picture of Tim Tebow, but it has angry eyebrows <laughs> drawn on it. I feel That's like me. you were Tom Tebow this week. That's me. Speaking yeah. of Tom, he came out in his new Bucks gear today. Oh, I'm just like, I don't care though. <laughs> I don't li- I don't like that uniform, those colors. Um my Tim Tebow, I am actually excited for something. Hockey's out here just staying consistent, okay? They're like, look, NHL camps are going to start July 10th with the 24 participating teams. Training camps are going to be about 3 weeks. The season's probably going to start in August. Or playoffs, because they're going straight to playoffs. And the commissioner said that it won't be gimmicky. He said the tournament will balance safety with creating good TV and maintain the integrity of the Stanley Cup. And I'm like, that's pretty much everything I think I've ever wanted. And I'm on board. Let's watch some hockey. Let's do it. 